say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Tonight, my guest is Jim Hunt. Before I bring him on, just a couple of announcements. You can always get new episodes free on Rockfin Odyssey and all podcast platforms. Click the link in the description and check us out on Rockfin. This is where you get all our premium content. You can also get our regular shows, but best of all, all the amazing content from every creator on Rockfin. Check out all the awesome podcasts we have now on the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You can get them all in one place, our website, forbiddenknowledge.news. We've got a lot of exciting stuff to come. And finally, guys, you know what I'm going to talk about, C60 Purple Power. If you're reaching the stage in life where you have a little less energy, maybe some of those gray hairs are popping in, C60 might be for you. It also may be the most powerful antioxidant known to man. You can even get C60 for your pets. Your pets can feel awesome, too. Click the link in the description. See what C60 can do for you, and you can get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Tonight, I want to welcome Jim Hunt. He is an acclaimed psychic medium who became aware of his sixth sense at the early age of five. Born in Montreal to a half-native psychic mother, he was raised, nurtured, and guided by both the living and the dead. He later went on to complete his certification in life coaching. It was then that his soul journey began. Over the years, he has helped thousands of people around the globe set and achieve goals, both personally and professionally, with his unconventional methods. Overcoming his own struggles and challenges has made him that much more empathic to his clients. He walks the walk, and his clients appreciate his humility. Jim, welcome. How are you doing tonight? Really good, thank you. Pleasure to meet you, and thank you for inviting me on your show. Yes, it's awesome to meet you, too. I've been looking forward to this. You've uh, traveled the world searching for answers to 
probably one of the most asked questions on the planet, what happens after we die? You've also had amazing experiences and in-depth research in eastern Canada's historically haunted locations, as well as a little bit of Bigfoot, aliens, and shapeshifters, and a lot more that we're going to talk about, so it's going to be a really fun show. Um, and like I said in your bio, you've, you've experienced um, psychic phenomenon from a very young age, is that right? Uh, from the age of five is when it actually all started to wake up and me trying to understand the alternative things that I saw that other people didn't. When I would ask questions, I would have the deer in the headlight look and I had to wait until my mother trusted my intuition of what I was seeing before she started having little conversations about, you have to be quiet. You can't tell people about this. Uh, we don't, we don't want you. Um, causing any ruckus kind of thing. Yeah, that's now, could you give us maybe a few examples of some of the experiences that you had from a early, early age? Um, I tell everyone this story because it's kind of cool. I went to a Catholic school in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and uh, there's a church on every corner, by the way, just to let you know pretty well, in a $13,000 a 13,000 population. Um, and I was... Uh, uh, went to school, started grade one, and art is what did you do during the summer? And they would make us draw something. And I drew a rainbow around everyone. Everyone had a rainbow. And the, the nun had asked me, why do you draw rainbows? And I just said, doesn't everybody have rainbows? So she didn't know how to take it. And that's when the nun talked to my mother. And then my mother started saying, Shh, you have to be quiet. Yeah, be very quiet. Don't say too much, you know. So it was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. Now, did you um, continue to have experiences throughout your teenage years and on to adult years? I know sometimes for some people these experiences begin to fade with age unless they, you know, hone in on them somehow. How was that like for you? Well, I part of my family's um, uh, Aboriginal. Uh, we are, I don't know how to properly be etiquette, even in my way of uh, a Sioux Indian is some of our heritage. So it's just Aboriginal, uh, Hungarian and Irish. It's quite a mix. Um, going, growing up Catholic and being where I was, it just worked out that um, it was as if everything was inherited spiritually and we just kept it. I never lost it. It just got stronger, but I couldn't explain it. So uh, I was sort of introverted in a sense because I didn't want people to pay attention to me, but I wanted to be extroverted and be out there partying with everybody else. So it was kind of, it was always mixed feelings, both spiritually and trying to stay in the, the human realm of life, I guess. Yes. Now, long explanation. No, that was a good explanation. When did you first actually were able to actually perceive spirits? That's, um, I will go as far back as five, uh, growing up in a small town of Lachine, uh, in a sandbox, and playing in the spring. And uh, there was a spirit of a man probably in his 60s, hardworking man, you can just see the calluses on his hands, the cuts, the 
the European look round face kind of thing. And he was sitting right in the far corner of the other side that I was sitting on in the sandbox. And he said to me, um, don't you think that you should take your GI Joe out of the sand now and you found it? And I, I, I cried for days because I couldn't find that, that astronaut GI Joe anymore. But this, this man told me that it was buried in the sand. Then he pointed to it and I went and started digging with my little plastic shovel and lo and behold, there's the capsule and the GI Joe spaceman that was there. And then he vanished. So that was my beginning. Wow, that's interesting. Now, with the spirit contact, um, was it always positive uh, experiences that occurred for you? Yes. I, I would say I'm not like a lot of the other psychic mediums or psychics or intuitives that have always been approached by the darker energies, the challenging energies, the ones that are really poltergeist and pure evil and pure evil intent. I don't know how it was protected from that. I only started paying attention to it when people asked me about it as I got into my 20s about trying to remove these type of spirits from their homes because the white spirits or the regular spirits that were there, they weren't there to antagonize. They were trying to get the attention, but they weren't causing the shit that the other people were doing. Sorry, they're all spirits. Yeah, you know, what did they look like to you? Were they actually were they your kind of typical ghost type entity that you see in on TV and movies, or were they physical? What did they look like to you? Um, you know, um, some of them have our regular human form, body, male, female, child. It didn't matter, but there was no life in their eyes, just like there would be no life in their eyes if they were sociopathic or psych. You know dangerous serial killers type personalities that you catch up on TV. They just don't have life in their eyes and their aura colors are very obscure and it's like spears going through them for me. And I have to pay attention to what's good, what's bad. And because I grew up with aura colors, I can tell exactly what's evil. I can see it. I can feel it. And then I get the smells that go with it, the touch, the scratches, different things that I've gone through in my life because of that. But I don't screw with them. Um, I ask them to leave gently or nicely, just like everybody else. And if they don't, I'll do it, everything in my human power and my spiritual connections to get rid of them. Now, you mentioned the aura colors. Uh, I want to get into that in, this, in a second, but I want to find out a little bit more about how you can tell what exactly type of entities you're dealing with and how you know for sure that this is even a human entity or if this is not some tr kind of trickster spirit or something else right. trying to get you to think it's a human, you know? Um, so I think that this comes with age, maturity, the soul levels that we have. I go from one to 10, the long drawn out process, but I'm up and sitting in the eight, nine. Sometimes I get lucky and get into a 10 but it's the higher power or the situation where it's almost like you're reading them. They have a spiritual file on you and they know exactly who you are, how strong you are and what you can accomplish. I have to open up their file, look for it and see how, how bad they are. But they give themselves off because they can't hide a scent. We use our senses three times more than what we would normally do when we're not in tune. So we're being, I'm able to pick up everything quite 
realistically for me. And it always starts with colors, aura colors, because they're translucent and a mix mash. And right away, you know they're evil. I see. Could you give us so some examples even, of the uh, yeah of the auras? Um, so what you'll get is the on the third eye in the throat chakra because you, you know that they want to communicate. That's going all the time. When I see someone who's alive or a good spirit, I will see nothing in the crown chakra, but I'll see it in the third eye, the throat, and the heart because people are trying to communicate with you, good or evil. And if they evil, they don't communicate with the heart. You know that it's only going to those two that they're only logically working on trying to hurt you or offend you or touch you or beat on you or change you or possess you. So it's just basically those two levels for me. Anything else means nothing. That's where the tricksters come through. And that's when the younger medium psychics, um, they can't see all of that because they'd have to go through a, multiple lives to get to this point that we're at right now. Very and interesting. there's many of us. Now, would you say that there is kind of a hierarchy of entities that you're aware of and maybe could you go over some of these, um, you know, do uh, angels, demons, anything in between, um, other entities that may not be mentioned often? Uh, what, okay. you know, besides humans, I guess. Okay. So in the spiritual world, uh, the things that I catch on to are things that I understand or perceive to be called watchmen. They're not male nor female, but I had to give them that identity for me. And I wish that other psychic mediums would tell me what they think they are, but they don't. But they're, they sit there and they are your human conscience. They're the ones that sit right at our crown chakra that make us do certain decisions that we become braver so that watchmen will pull to the left and be more positive towards you being more creative, more um, entertaining, more political, and it all goes towards the left. But if you're indignant or you want to cause trouble or if you want to hurt someone, I find that the pull goes to the right of the watchman and it influences their anger, their thought for power uh, to dehumanize somebody. And that's what a watchman does for me. And that's what those poltergeist type people do to us as a human. And we take and take it out on us. Would you consider these negative, positive, or kind of just, you know? It's a, this is this is where I don't. I'm trying to understand it more. Right. But it's a dimensional level. There's so mm -hmm. many dimensions. I sit on the fourth, fifth sometimes, which is a lot of fun. But I think they're much higher dimensionally. So you would say that there are probably. Them countless number of entities you could encounter on these different realms and 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 layers Always. of existence i've only and i'm not changing the subject nor am i trying to avoid it but um i will see grays more in the last three years of my life than i have ever seen in my life interesting and, and the grays are the et forms and they actually blow me away because i'm more intrigued at 62 just seeing them really for the first time in my life. So it's like I'm a kid in a candy store observing. They don't freaking talk to me. They don't even express an interest in me. They just go about their spiritual business somehow. 
and they die just like us and they're forming a different vibration than we are but it's so cool to see well okay that's very interesting so i'm wondering what is your thoughts on why they are just now kind of appearing to you um and it's it's very strange amongst all this kind of conscious uh ufo talk um, around the world and and kind of okay. bringing it into the 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 consciousness of the populace and you know you, you how long have you been uh, experiencing this did you say two years almost That's three to be honest it'll be interesting quite a bit and what i would say is part of what's been going on in our worldwide with COVID. i would use that um where we've had to slow down technology we've had to look into the sky sometimes where we never have we're more aware of our surroundings, even though we had technology around us, we were missing that being outdoors, not being being held back, secluded. More people took walks, more people paid attention. There were not as many planes in the air. Then all of a sudden you're watching stars in the city where you never saw them before. And then all of a sudden you go to the waterfront, it's like Lake Ontario, there were more sightings in Ontario, Canada than in their lifetime this year. So that's what I'm getting at. I think we just slowed down a little bit, but we technology didn't let us slow down, but our minds slowed down. So when we did take that walk, we paid attention more. And I think that's why we're getting a lot of sightings. And do you think that that's why they may have gained a little bit more of an interest and are showing up a little bit more like for yourself? They are seeing an absolute energy shift in the world so they're more curious about us and what the frig we're doing and how are we doing it or how we're getting along. So they'll come and visit quickly, take a look, do their observation, and then take off again. It's, oh. it's, it's very interesting to me. Yeah, it is. And I want to get more into the ET uh, alien phenomenon soon. But before we you know get too far away from spirits mm -hmm. and paranormal and ghosts – what do you find uh, the the human spirits are asking for the most as far as if they need help or oh, or something wow. that they can't achieve? Thank you for asking that. You're the first one to ask that. Thank you. You're welcome. Most of the human race that I deal with, how do I say this properly? They want closure, but they want it with a realistic point of view. They want to hear it from the medium or the psychic who can interpret exactly what their mother, father, brother, sister, uncle, aunt said. And what I'm saying that is they are paying, uh, they want to know, uh, we're really sorry we didn't get to say I love you anymore or whatever the case may be. Or, uh, Dad, where the fuck did you put the will? You know, those kind of things. Sorry about swearing. But I get that. No I get those, those live people asking that. Or um, I never got to tell my sister that I loved her and she was dying of cancer and I was too absorbed in my own life. And people want to have closure with the people who have moved on and they were too busy with their own lives that they forgot about who they really appreciated and loved. So when they die, it's too late. That's when they come to us for answers. Now, there are also instances where I guess they're stuck 
in either some kind of loop from something tragic or unable to move on somehow, and you're actually able to help them in some way? Oh, it's amazing. And it's it's kind of cool that a lot of uh, the modern-day psychic shows that are on, they were showing uh, the understanding of what a loop is. Mm-hmm. And um, we, psychic mediums or healers, empaths, we want to re- we see those all the time. And we just go and remove them. We stop them. We try and figure it out or we'll go back the next day if it doesn't work. But the ones that I see here in Toronto are car accidents at major intersections, um, a suicide in a home. You'll see a house color change, the orange or the energy. And bicyclists, motorcyclists, it's always a tragic pedestrian thing that I can, they go into a loop because they don't even know what happened to them. So they'll go over and over and over again, still thinking that they're walking to work. And as soon as they get to the light, they go back and do it again. And you have to interfere with them by changing or giving them music or listening to who they are, finding out who they di- who how they died. So we do a history on them if we can't get rid of them. And then we'll find out that she's Betty Smith. She was a librarian and she was just going home to work to meet her sick father. Like, that's what you'll get. And you'll just say, okay. So that's how she died. And just put a book on the street. And she'll want to pick it up because that'll change the whole loop. It'll just, what is the book doing here? And she'll take a look and pick it up. And then that breaks the loop directly to the light. Wow, that is fascinating. Uh, but man, there's, yeah, there's so but, many layers to this. Go ahead. What were you going to say? It's, that's, you said it for me. There are layers to this that you can't explain. That's just one major one that I had to go through because it took me three days to figure out how to let her go. Yes. So. Now, how, how, how do you, I guess, decipher the different types of messages? If, say, you're, you know, do you ever receive uh, multiple requests at the same time, I guess? Uh, very much so. Uh, you can be in a grocery store and there's uh, uh, a family that's sitting there and um, their family had died and they were, they had a family member who passed away in Beirut and they were living here in Toronto and they were doing their grocery shopping. But the grandfather was in spirit trying to talk to his daughter and just say that he's okay and he's safe. I have to be very careful because I'm this white guy going up to someone who can barely speak English in an aisle of a grocery store and just saying, I just saw your father. What can I, I need to give you a message. So I'm doing that. I have to show some kind of a business card. Do you believe in psychics? Uh, I try and be as gentle with it as possible. And it doesn't matter. They get the release. All of a sudden, I'm doing it anyway. They say yes. And I said, it's a message from your father. He died. He went right to the light. He met Tota or somebody like that is a name that I gave. And she wailed, cried. And I had security come down the aisle going, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> so uh, I, I'm very careful when I do things like that. And then at the same time, I'm getting another message about the butcher whose wife is going to give birth to a baby. And the grandmother's warning me. Who died? Oh wow! So I'm just fighting with those kind of things. Yeah, I, and it's not like you can shut it off, but you just say, "Can I have a break? I got to get these groceries. I want. I got to get home." 
Yeah, I can imagine. Now, have you worked with uh, people who had negative spiritual attachments, um, not necessarily even human uh, attachments, maybe uh, demonic? Okay, there's the ones with demonic attachments I have been able to help get rid of. I've also had much help with a demonologist who I worked with really, really well together. Um, and um, They're very stubborn to get rid of, and you have to always almost prove a point to these things, these attachments that they no longer own this. There's no contract that you have to hold on to this person, get away from them. And then we'll just, uh, if the person who has the attachment cannot white light themselves properly or create some form of barrier or energy, we will fight to do that. And we will surround this person with white light. We will give them attention that saying, come back, into us in our world we're going to be okay don't listen to this anymore and there's always a, that good over evil is actually true and they I've, just sort of float away i've often heard these entities referred to as parasites um <sighs> they, they you know pretty much just lurch off of the energy of the person that they attach to and that's their primary purpose and goal is just to to suck off the energy would you think that's pretty accurate um, I would go as far as saying that, and they're like these little minions that attach themselves that other larger minions take advantage. It's the food chain for them. They'll eat that energy and give it to someone else who's got energy, and it goes into a, like a combat of who's going to be the most superior, which really, I know this is going to sound obscure, but they take our energy. A lot of it we don't need anyway, or we don't know how to use it. It's going to these minions, and they're fighting for it, and as they're fighting for it, they're leaving humankind alone more because they're fighting for this energy. It's only the ones that are calculating who know what they're doing that come back down here to the earth side to just screw with our heads and they'll never be the same again. Yeah, so this, I mean, this whole realm of existence beyond the spectrum of our vision is much more complicated than just angels and demons. I mean, just in this last few minutes, we talked about watchers and parasitic entities and all sorts of things, uh, you know, a myriad of types of life forms that could exist, you know, just beyond the spectrum of our, our vision. Would you agree? Yes, 100%. I really... Uh, um... You're quite provocative in your conversation, so I'm kind of enjoying this. Um, Good. <laughs> what you have to do is people on Earth now with hardly any belief system, they have to believe. Believe in what you want to believe in, and you'll get it. But don't get stuck in challenged energy. Now, could you elaborate a little bit more on what you mean by stuck in challenged energy? Uh, people that you were friends with for 30 years all of a sudden drop you off the face of the earth, whether they say this is ghost you. And um, we're flabbergasted by it or we don't understand it. It's just that I think that their soul level dropped an inch and yours actually moved up an inch. And they couldn't keep up to you. So you just lose touch with one another. But we tend to flock to the people that have shown no more interest in us or are abusive mentally, physically, 
but we attract ourselves to that instead of letting go and just saying, I was, that was really bad for me. I need to move on. And I think that's how the spirits work. They really make us do that. So there's a lot of change happening. Yeah, you know, I have to agree 100% on that one. Um, you know, before um, I, this, what I'm doing right now with this show really took off, uh, I had to have a personal uh, contact experience with what I now understand is probably a spirit guide experience to kind of get me pushed along into doing something that I was more happy doing and better for my career. So I think that, uh, you know, you have you're onto something there with people kind of um, freeing themselves from things that would hold them back. Uh, and a lot of fear, uh, I believe, has a lot to do with holding people back from things of that nature, you know? A hundred percent. And I'm not doing a plug for me, but that's what life coaches do. They pull you out of that negative energy and just say, we, we look at it and break it down piece by piece. And as an intuitive I break it down even more saying it was because in your fourth past life when you were an asshole, that's why you didn't get it this time, but now you're trying to work on it. So let's fix it and then make them change or educate themselves, learn more, uh, befriend better people, change your circle. That's what we try and do and establish. And then you try and do the same to the spirit world is you're educating them too, saying, I see you, I'll give them the message. And then you need to move because you need to be challenged again so that the spirit world can be more free and grow. And then this person on earth like you who's changed their destiny twice has now made it a very positive thing because you are doing what you've always loved to do. You just right. fell into it, right? Yes, exactly. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now I want to talk a little bit. Grandfather uh... says. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> wow, man. Now, uh, I want to talk about um, your understanding of elementals because I've okay. gotten a lot of different understandings of what exactly elementals or elemental spirits could be. Um, what do you think? Elementals are here to soothe us and to take care of us, really. Um, elementals, if we're hurting the land, hurting property hurting people our energy is very negative and challenged the elementals will attack us the same way say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But if you're there not to cut down a tree, as an example, or an analogy, you're going into the forest, you're cutting a tree, but there's a dead tree over there that needs, that could be used and utilized better for your firewood. Why are you cutting a good tree? The elementals will attack you all night. They'll make the fire damp, 
they'll have you chased out with raccoons. They'll do whatever they can to. That's just a mild form of what they do. They're just so they're kind of like nature spirits. They are. And just what's happening in the rainforests, we can feel the energy of all the elementals attacking every single one of those people in tractors. Uh, and it's, it's overwhelming. You can see that energy that they don't talk about. That's very interesting. Now, would you say that they have both um, malevolent and benevolent um, nature spirits or Properties. these elementals? Oof. Yeah, absolutely. They are of their own choice, their own free will. And they make decisions on what they want to do, not us. I see. And that's, I guess, probably a, the same throughout the, the spectrum of life throughout our galaxy and this realm that we're on here, you know? Absolutely. What's happened here to me, and I'm nobody special that I promise you I'm not, but we make the psychic and the intuitive world too complex when we should just be saying what we feel right away give the proper explanation with not too much um, rhetoric and old school challenges because everything changes just like the human race changes, the psychic world changes and it evolves and it gets better and stronger because we're getting better and stronger. So we're always seeing higher powers and I wish that everybody, the good psychic mediums would come out of hiding and really help us because that would be a blessing to all of us. Do you see an evolution in human consciousness that we're going through right now? Um, I see kind of both. I see a, a declination and a kind of increase on one side, you know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, it's, it's like the watchman. It's good or it's bad. There's no in-between right now. There is absolutely no in-between. Yeah. And I, I can't get political, but it's right. <laughs> cause that's right. not the psychic medium I am. But yeah. it's, it's there. That's on another show. Call me on that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting to see the the super polarization going on there. Um, but mm -hmm. since you brought up extraterrestrials earlier, we got to touch yep. on this because this is you know sure. one of my favorite topics. Um, oh, I had a cool. different understanding of my contact experience when it first happened. Thought it may have been extraterrestrials. Now I'm not so sure. Um, leaning more towards a spirit guide type experience, but that's a whole different show. I've already talked with the audience plenty about that. But okay. I want to get your understanding of extraterrestrials. Are these beings coming from different planets, different galaxies, on their little spaceships coming visit us, uh, interact with us? Is it more of a interdimensional or even non-physical phenomenon, non-corporeal entities, or both? You know, is it uh, all of the above? You know, what do you think? <laughs> you just so I don't know where to start. It just exploded my head, so I'm just trying to figure it all out. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. It's dimensional, it's portal, it's, it's um, galaxy. It's all the words that we have chosen to give other dimensions and things that we don't understand in the world. But I, they make sense to us. We had to have gotten these words from some ET down the road to right. use these words, because I don't think we would have. Um, they are from every existing plane. We finally, as the human race, finally, most of us believe that we're not alone here and it's just earth and man. I, it's, it's, it's about freaking time. And it's nice to see what you think you've interpreted as maybe just a soul uh, or a spirit guide talking to you. Um, 
I thought I was speaking to a spirit guide too when I first started this, but I don't think that it was. I think it was an ET presentation of some sort, which was the man in the sandbox. Now, what makes you think, uh, what made you kind of turn that around into an ET experience? Because as human as he acted for me for to not frighten me, he was very logical. He was methodical. He was too plain and to the point and demonstrated a lot of different colors other than just being gray or um, an apparition of sorts where you can see through them, translucent type thing. It's as if he was just really trying to present himself as a human form, giving me information that was of a higher power than what that old 60-year-old man was. That brings us to the kind of crossover between all the phenomenon. Um, you know, paranormal entities could uh-huh. be extraterrestrials, extraterrestrials could be angels. It all could be, you know, a mix it's of inter- paranormal soup. Yes, it's all intertwined, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, this is, as my Hungarian grandfather would say, this is a goulash of things. So it's a point of everything. And it's very important for us to understand that because we're looking at different things that come to us dimensionally and we're we're confused we're unhappy with what we see sometimes because all all of a sudden there's a surge of ets and dimensional things and shapeshifters and wise men and all of these people all coming together at once because they are here trying to help us calm the christ down and you can see them and you can feel the energy and there is not one psychic medium or intuitive empath that will not tell you that they're feeling that energy today because we are. There's there's a purpose going on and we just don't know what it is. And I, I can't do conspiracy things because I don't know how to do that shit. So. <laughs> right, right. Well, no, I do agree that uh, for a long time yeah, I've, I've had um... – intuitive tendencies, I guess you could say, for a while, even it got stronger after my experience, uh, but I felt like something big is on the horizon that I can't explain. I don't know what it is, but it's just gut feeling, and I've spoken with a lot of other intuitive people who have had the same feeling, so there is something there. But Chris, when I look at you and I get the opportunity to do this where we never were before, your aura colors present that. Do you understand? It presents that you're you're an old soul. You've been around before. You know what's happening. And the confusion that you're getting about knowing that something is big happening and we don't know what it is, mm. that is what we see as intuitives that we can't explain to the people who don't feel it. So they don't get it when you say it. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Is that, that, that okay. makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Now, I want to go back to um, extraterrestrials for a minute, and you said you had recently started having a lot of experiences with greys. A lot of the contactees and abductees that I've had on my show have had not-so-good experiences with greys, and a lot of physical experiences that, as far as they can recall as well, not just, you know, kind of etheric encounters. What have your you have your you said your encounters have been kind of like they're not interacting much, but what are your overall perception of the greys? And there's probably different kinds, right? There are. They're not the ones. That, there's nothing like what you see on TV. They're not. Um, I don't, they're us. It's just a, there's an energy field 
And I think they allow us to perceive what we think they look like. It's weird. They create this mirage. Okay. So that's what I see. And they even do it to a psychic medium because I think that that's what they do. Talk about tricksters. The ETs are pretty good at that one. But you say they're us? It, you would like us from the future, maybe? Yeah. Okay, I've heard this Definitely. Before. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Wow. And it's just, I pay attention to watching them because I'm an observer because I can't speak my truth because I can't give very many explanations as to what they do, what they can do, what they shouldn't do. For those poor abductees that felt that traumatic experience, it's just like somebody waking up during surgery. They'll never forget it. There was something wrong. And I think they're not human, but they make human mistakes. And I think that's what happened to these poor people is they got woken up during the procedure where they said they gave me no anesthetic or they didn't freeze me. They just did that because the, whatever they were doing to try and calm you didn't work. That's my interpretation. Sorry. I know that's off, but. Would you say that they're just like anything, like we were talking about earlier, the duality amongst the universe, that there is good and bad grays with different agendas? 100%. 100%. Everybody wants to cut a corner here, you know? Yeah. They still do that. That's human nature, and I think that'll go for galaxies and other universes for sure. Now, have you ever had any experiences with uh, reptilian beings or any type of, like, insectoids? I've only heard of them. Um, I always think that the shapeshifters are those, but they're not. It's I, I'm saying that, and I'm just trying to clarify that because I feel like they are, but they're not. So I'm a catch-22 for me. Mm. Um, but I no, I have not really experienced anything other than like um, uh, the, the Bigfoot thing that I experienced, but not seeing, mm. just... The touch and the smell. Now, what right? about shapeshifters? What what are you considering shapeshifters? What have you? They scare the crap out of me, and that's that's a psychic thing I hate talking about, but it's true. It's they. I can see them in our Toronto subway, and they're stuck in that in that uh, subway car with me until the next stop. They can't just dematerialize. They're stuck with me. I'm stuck with them. I'm in total fear because I don't know what they're going to do. And they get off at the next one and you can just see them, just their body moves so weirdly. Their eyes change from one color to pure black. And I'm just like, whoa, walk oh, away. Wow. And just go away. They're not visible to everyone, just people with sensitivity. Oh, people right? are looking at me going, what the hell's your problem? And that's <laughs> when I feel like... <laughs> I'm so sorry. They're going to put me on Queen Street someplace and just lock me up. Wow. that's very... Now, um, have you ever had any kind of um, physical attack or, or spiritual attack from any of these entities? Um, all um, – a lot of spirit that has been done wrong to or um, stories about their lives were not true, and I'm trying to – repeat certain things that people are talking about their history that you know they were a spy for the french army at one of the forts and he was far from it he was just going for a pee and he came back and they started to attack so it was just like it was kind of crazy 
but that's an, uh, a ghost that choked the crap out of me, made me throw up. I could not get his hands off of my throat. I had to break a door down that hadn't been opened in about two years. And oh, I busted wow. through the door to get out of the energy. But they didn't show that on air, which pissed me off. And they just showed me them opening up a door and me throwing up. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. They, they can be aggressive. And I've been pushed, shoved, pushed down a flight of stairs. I'm glad they don't do it to me anymore because I won't let them. And I'm, I have a protective bunch of good spiritual people around me. So not as bad as it used to be. Now, I want to get your thoughts on the afterlife in general and reincarnation. Do you think that, first of all, do you believe in reincarnation and that we possibly have some sort of pre-existing life contracts or agreements before we incarnate here? A hundred percent. And this is where I'm learning more as I gain the psychic knowledge. We have a lot of contracts on each soul life that we come. So I'm here and I had contracts with about 260 people in my lifetime on this earth that I met. And this woman helped me get rid of all of those contracts so that I can come back and maybe just concentrate and focus on me. Instead, I was helping all of those people. Um, I'm no longer doing that. So now this is where I get the opportunity to cleanse my head, maybe move up a spiritual level and be prepared to come back again. But the reincarnation of people and soul lives are continuous. And if we don't learn in this one what we were supposed to, damn, you're going to come back. And you're going to come back twice as hard until you figure it out. They don't give it. They don't make it easier. Now, what happened? What do you in your in your thoughts? What do you? What happens if we do learn and we're ready to to move on? Where Where do we go? Do we get to choose? We get to meet a greeter, someone who meets us inside the light. You've done your task. You've completed it, because I know I've weirdly heard it somehow or explained to me, and they just say, "Well, I just can I just stick around and maybe help a few on Earth still or." come back down, give some messages or help someone move forward and get onto their life like someone helped me. So they might do that or they'll just say, okay, where am I going now? And you're going to someplace past another dimension or into another galaxy and off you go. It's not always Earth. It's not always Earth. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That's amazing. So we could have possibly had past life on a different planet as a different uh, type of being. Absolutely. It's, it's limitless. There is a finite attached to our opportunities to go within the galaxies. I, that's, it's, there's no way that we can be just this human form. It doesn't work that way. In my opinion, sorry. No, yeah, that's uh, that makes a lot of sense. 
Uh, now, I want to, before we move on from strange entities and, and creatures and things of that nature, I want to get to your uh, your Bigfoot story and any uh, encounters or information you have about this guy. Because I recently moved to Colorado last year, and I used to live in, you know, swampy Louisiana. We had our, our own myths of creatures down there, but not really any yep. Bigfoots. And around here, there's a lot of talk of Bigfoots. I've gone out to the mountains and hiking. I've never seen anything myself, of course, but it's fascinating to me. And, you know, I love hearing these stories. So uh, what are your Bigfoot stories? I only have one, okay, Chris? And it's, yeah. not, it's not a biggie, but it's one. So I was in Colorado, and I was doing uh, uh, an event. And so I spent about five days there. And uh, one of the most amazing curators said, hey, do you want to see the property? Do you want to take a walk? And I love going into the bush right it was something I enjoyed doing and we walked into the bush and I grew up with uncles and my dad who were hunters so you know the smell of deer moose elk bear yeah same here parents There's and a... family was hunters yeah right so you know those scents right but I'm with this woman and I'm going I don't know what the frick this is but this is horrid she says this is where the horses won't come this is where People won't come. You won't even hear a bird sing here. And she said, I just wanted to take you here. And she smelled the same smell that I did. And we were holding our breath for about a, half a mile to get out of that scent. And I had never set, smelled anything like it before. And two days later, we went again, but we went with a couple of other people. And they had trees that were bent in the area that we went that they show on TV that they've never seen before so that freaked me the crap right out because i it's not that i was afraid i'm just yeah. going to me there's a portal near here somewhere I, we need to get to this portal and see what the hell they're doing so yeah that's <laughs> interesting you, so you think that bigfoot is more of a type of interdimensional phenomenon and maybe not just some hominid uh, lost hominid from from our ancient past that's still hanging around and we just don't see him what do you think no i i, I i'm not Joking aside, I just think that he wants to show up somewhere, grab a nice salmon, smoke it, and then bring it back home or something. <laughs> it's, it's, I, they're examining on us and they're checking up on us and they're doing their thing. But I, they're, I, and I'm not taking away from anything about Bigfoot because I'm very interested and I watch it. My wife just looks at me and goes, "I'm going to read a book," but you know, it's still there. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's super fascinating, and uh, I'm I'm going to continue. That's to the only. That. That's the only thing for me. Maybe I'll come out there and you and I can go on a oh man on a hunt. I've been trying to get people to come on a Bigfoot hunt with me. <laughs> it's awesome. You, listen, you think about it sometime next year. We'll talk and I'll come with you. Now I'm sure besides Bigfoot, there are plenty of like nature spirits and elementals and and what other types of things uh, any other cryptid creatures have you maybe uh, researched or heard about or know about that could be in our wilderness at all times that we just you know, don't know. There are a very clear um, it looks they look like anemas. I don't know if like just sort of mm -hmm. oval shaped. And they're usually I'm five eight here, so they're usually at my hip level. And they float around people and people can see them and feel them, but they can't they don't see them they just feel them and they can float around you and move i don't know what the hell they are 
I have no clue. But I can see those in the very deep forests of Quebec and Ontario. That's the only places that I've seen them. Well, that reminds me, I've had a guest on, um, uh, his name escapes me at the moment. He's taken different types of photographs of the sky, infrared, and he's done professional photography. And he's come up with these strange amoeba-looking creatures and things that look like jellyfish in our sky, enormous things. Have you ever heard or seen these? I've never seen them up there. I've only seen them at my hip level, so that's really awesome. I'll have to look yeah. this guy up. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to uh, get you his name and information when I look it up. But it is it, it is very interesting. And it's That's it's fascinating to know that, you know, we have these life forms and all this stuff around us that, you know, a few of us may be able to perceive like yourself, uh, but the most of us just have no idea what's going on at any given time. And I find it fascinating, uh, even with the UFO phenomenon, uh, even with myself, I was looking at what I thought was a UFO in the sky. My friend was talking to me, not paying attention, oblivious, tried to show him a bunch of times, just refused to look mm-hmm. at it for some reason. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. very odd, a very personal phenomenon as well, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And it's just, you try and figure it out. And um, I'm always going to, uh, my UFO experience was with my father when I was like six seven years old so grade one for me and my father worked for my grandfather delivering groceries and sometimes we would have to go to rural settings to deliver these groceries so he had this station wagon it was brand new he was kind of happy and proud that he was driving it kind of thing and we're heading up north and all of a sudden the car starts to flutter and not move and not do anything and um, there's bright lights everywhere, and all of a sudden, um, the car stalls. I'm looking up, and Dad, I'm saying, Dad, look at those lights, and they're perfectly cylinder. And my dad says, that's just an Army helicopter. And there was an Army base there, but that's what he said. And as it passed, the car started back up again. And he told me, never talk about this. And I remember him raising his finger, because I do that to other people, and do never talk about this again. <laughs> yeah, man. That's great. Yeah, have you had um plenty of UFO sightings? Um I can't say that that I have. I've had more the experience of seeing them in spirit and watching them like I said. I'm I wish they would talk to me. That's I really now, do. So speaking of seeing things in spirit, you've had out of body experiences, is that correct? Yes. Um couple of times um, the I I was I drowned as a child at age six and I was basically seeing myself uh, in the water with everyone still playing around no one seeing me at all and all of a sudden not seeing me anymore not seeing a thing with me on the dock throwing up water and no one knows how I got onto the dock and no one, everyone was just kind of shocked to see this little six, seven year old spitting water out with no help whatsoever. And I was not drowning in more than that much water, about a foot above line horizontally. And they still don't know it. And I had a big rash on my chest. Like someone picked me up from my chest and threw me onto the dock. Huh. That's, That's the one experience. Yeah. yeah. And have you had any others? The other one is, was more um, uh, almost drowning again. 
and feeling an experience of just passing out and no reason whatsoever. And I'm looking at myself in, at this restaurant and I had just passed out. It was exhaustion, I thought, and they still can't explain it. And I just dropped listless in a, in a, at a restaurant in Montreal and couldn't move. Uh, I don't remember moving. Uh, they said I didn't have a heartbeat and I was watching myself, everyone around me, and I remember saying to them all after, not one of you fuckers knew C CPR. Yeah. Not one of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they they did what you did. They laughed because they really didn't. Oh, wow. And that, I was, a, I was uh, 17 then. Fascinating. Very interesting. Yep. Now, you've also had some experiences in Canada's historically haunted locations. I'd love to hear yes. maybe some of the most profound experiences you've had. Um, um, there's, if you go onto my Instagram at Jim Hunt official, I have to say that right now, there's a 10 minute, um, uh, expose of what I did four years after going in there originally. And it was the St. Thomas psychiatric ward in Ontario. That place was the most fascinating place I've ever been in my life. I met more employees who passed away because the place was open for 80 years, who came back to the psychiatric ward to be in their energy together because they ate, breathed, and lived that place. And that's where they went. There was a lot of sadness there and a lot of crap that went on in that psychiatric ward. But it was cool for me to meet the employees who passed away and to have affirmation by the curator who's still alive and walks around and takes care of the place and said, yeah, she worked in payroll or yeah, she was one of the head nurses. And I'm going, holy shit, that was so cool. And we talk about those things. So that is the most fascinating. But I, every time I leave that place, and I've been there three times, I don't sleep for about 24 hours. Something attaches itself to me and I do not sleep at all. I am a, a whiny son of a gun when I don't get my sleep, but it was, a, and it always has been a full 24 hours. It's absolute no sleep. And it's not coming down from this place. It was just something attached itself to me until I can get rid of it. Now to close out on today, I want to get your thoughts on, is there a difference between uh, a type of just residual energy that presents itself as a spirit or like an imprinted memory, or is there an actual consciousness that is is active and present that is communicating with you um or is it all of the above again it can't be all of the above but i'm letting you know from my experience uh, is it is always a loop or they're there their behavior i never i've only felt an imprint once in my whole lifetime of doing my craft and the imprint was just left there so that they can be remembered. That's how fearful they were of moving into the light. And I still don't know who this person is. And that was just at a hospital where um, my sister was born. And I went into that hospital like every other kid. And it was, it was there where I met that spirit. It was weird. And what do you, yeah. What do you think about, um, 
of places of high energy and high strangeness, say like Skinwalker Ranch, are these other strange ranches they're finding in the Midwest, Blind Frog, uh, you know, Mount Blind Shasta Frog, has lots cool. of uh, activity, um, you know, Sedona, Arizona, just places that have concentrated high strangeness, a combination of paranormal activity. What are your thoughts on these? These, again, are waking up in the last few years because we're paying more attention. And um, I think that the alien side of it is they were intelligent. Let's go rural. Let's go someplace where we're not going to be paying attention to because the farmer will work from sunrise to sunset, be in bed 45 minutes later and not even take a look at the sky, those type of things. So I think now that everyone is so um, transient and everywhere, You've got everyone taking a look somewhere and they're paying attention to the energy around them, which is what we do. And that's why we're seeing so much paranormal now. That's awesome. Jim, that was fantastic. And I know you have some awesome stuff in the works, and I'd love to have you come back on and talk with us and again in the future. Before you head out, let everyone know if they'd like to find out more about you and the work that you're doing. What's the best way they can do so? So right now, you reach me at jimhuntofficial.com. I'm on Instagram at jimhuntofficial, Twitter at jimhuntofficial, uh, and um, you can reach me through there. It's not hard to get an appointment, but you might be waiting between two and three weeks to talk to me. I My, my day job is from nine to three, then I'm doing these interviews. People don't try and get this, and I'm trying to be very, very understanding and to, to meet their needs. Uh, and if someone needs to book me at a specific time, just email me at j underscore g underscore hunt at hotmail.com. And I'll try and arrange a time for you that might be able to fit. Okay. That's basically all there is. Awesome. I will thank have you. those links in the description. Jim, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. Fantastic information. And we'll definitely have to have you back on in the future. I thank you very much, Chris. This was an honor again to come out and do this stuff. Thank you. Great. Hey, until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening, and we'll talk again tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.